Two players have left the football team. One's going to the transfer portal, the other one out for the season. Also, well, what else is going on around East Lansing? But first, we need to talk about Michigan State's last opponent to kick off the show. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by prizepicks.com. Hey, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Spartan friends, Spartan family, locked on Spartans listeners. How on earth are we doing on this blessed Monday night or Tuesday or whatever day you're listening to this? Thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans. I am your host and part-time camera crew operator for the Ann Arbor spy unit, Matt Sheehan. It is great to be joined by you fine folks yet again as we dive into everything going on in East Lansing and, well, also far beyond here because we're going to kick off this show well, talking about something my near dear friend Connor had something to do with here over in Ann Arbor. I actually just got done hanging out with him. He's got a lot more time on his hands than he usually does, and we just got done not only splitting a few uh, pictures of beer, but also listing a lot of tickets on StubHub because for some reason he can't use them anymore this season. So it might as well just dump your assets while you can, but hey, off we go. Now there is some breaking news that's coming out of Ann Arbor. And why are, why are we going to talk about this to start the show here in Locked on Spartans? Well, for a few reasons here. One, well, it's Michigan State's last opponent. All right. Very relevant information here. And well, hey, since these allegations have come to the surface dating back to 2021, that's a team Michigan State has played three times. Also, even with all the advantages that they had over there in Ann Arbor, Michigan State won one of those games. I don't even know how that's possible to do that, but hey, the Spartans did that. You got that right. Also, let's not kid ourselves. This is fun. I mean, who wants another episode of Pure Misery? We'll do that in segments two and three here. Don't you worry. But also, hey, we talked about the cheating allegations last week because, again, this is an opponent Michigan State was going to play over the weekend. I know that a lot of upset Wolverine fans were like, oh, why is Sparty talking about it? I don't know. It seems pretty relevant that the team we're going to be playing over the weekend is cheating, but I, I digress. That's only relevant information to, well, the people with common sense around here. So, yeah, for all the people that were in the YouTube comments saying, where's the evidence, Sparty? Or, oh, where's the evidence? You don't have evidence. Well, you would never guess what hit the web on Monday. Oh, would you look at that? It's the evidence. This comes from Pete Thamel, a whole write-up on this at ESPN. And we're going to just have some snippets here because, again, a lot of people were really, really hell-bent on giving, getting the evidence here. So let's just read off a few snippets here. Connor Stallions, that's right, the suspended Michigan staffer at the center of NCAA Stein Ceiling Probe, purchased tickets in his own name for more than 30 games over the past three years at 11 different Big Ten schools. Sources at 11 different Big Ten schools told ESPN. That's interesting. Only is now it's only Big Ten schools that are popping up here. This is where the allegations go, just against Big Ten teams. And I gotta say, wow, that's interesting. That's uh look, I'm sure it is a coincidence that they shut down Ohio State the last two years and then went to the college football playoff, only to give up 85 combined points against their opponents. Again, I'm sure that is a Big coincidence here that, yes, they have the tape and everything that you could ever want on every Big Ten team, but 
Uh-oh, once it's time to start to play a non-conference opponent, that kind of happens. Uh-oh, again, I'm sure it's a coincidence here. Or maybe it's not because, well, there's a radio personality in Detroit here. You guys already know who he is, whether you're a state fan and you like him or whether he's a Wolverine fan and he's one of the people that keep you up at night. You know who he is. He came out with this stat during his show from 2 to 6 on 97.1. We're just going to reference it right here. From 2015 to 2020, before Michigan started videotaping every single thing on every single sideline available, Michigan was 25-25-1 and against the spread in Big Ten games. Again, that's not straight-up record. That is just gambling against the spread, all right? From 2021, so since the cheating reportedly began, 17 5 and one against the spread. That is a massive, massive number right there. I don't care how good of a team you are. That is incredible. And yes, I do have reference for that. Mike Lenny also pointed this out as well. Georgia in their last two and a half years is 20, 17, and one against the spread. So you are triple lapping the spread. Again, all a coincidence that this all just started in 2021, the same year that... Well, Connor Stallings is buying every single ticket possible. Anyway, again, I know that a lot of you are just really hard for the evidence here, and you just need every single bit of evidence based on the comments that we've been getting here. So let's get back to this evidence here. The NCAA is expected to receive video evidence, uh-oh, this week of illegal technology used in scouting tied to tickets purchased by Stallions, according to sources. An opposing Big Ten school looked up in-stadium surveillance video from game earlier this year, and sources said the person in the seat with the ticket purchased by Stallions held his smartphone up and appeared to film the home team's sideline the entire game. All right. And then last but not least here, officials around the Big Ten are upset, according to sources, as allegations of this type of coordinated and orchestrated capturing of signals looms as distinctly different allegations than the gamesmanship of attempting to decode signals from across the sideline. In-game stealing is not prohibited under NCAA rules, the SPN article states, and also every Michigan fan before the story dropped because uh, there wasn't a shred of like acceptance or maybe even the slightest bit of understanding that, hey, maybe your school isn't from the Vatican like you guys all claim it to be. No, it was all like, oh, well, come on. Teams cheat like this all the time. You could do it in the NFL all you want, which I don't know how that's relevant in Big Ten football, but I I, I, I just digress, I suppose. Um, So, yes, it is a little different than just stealing signs. It is. Again, what was reported on on this Thursday that it dropped, that it is a vast network of scouts going on. This is not something that the NCAA is doing or that the Big Ten is cooperating with just because they're bored. I know that we have this whole boogeyman out there that, oh, my God, the NCAA is out to get us. Oh, the Big Ten doesn't like us. Like, let's just all use our thinking caps here for a second. You think the Big Ten is involved in this and cooperating with this because they want to shoot their best shot at a national title in years. It's just, just, just for the fun of it, you know, just to pop up in a headline. Like, no, this is guys, this is, this is not good for you guys. Now, of course, even with the evidence coming up, uh, this has not quieted any great reactions from the fine folks in Ann Arbor. We have gotten some sterling reactions again, hardly any of just acceptance or just admitting that, Oh oh, yeah, this is probably bad. No, like one of my favorite ones is that, Well, the ones either lying to themselves or the ones that are legitimately this uh, dumb enough to believe that Stallions was just a lone wolf here. You know, like, oh, this is just one bad actor who had some friends here. Like, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that are telling themselves that lie on social media here. But again, 
look, I, I'm sure just one lone wolf with tickets over the last three years has changed it all that much. You know, it's certainly not the assistant coaches. And again, let's just look at that Ohio State game. And uh-oh, wow, they certainly looked really good in Columbus last year. And then TCU comes in and they hang out 51 points. I, again, I'm, I'm sure it is just all lo one lone wolf here. Or I, there's even one person uh, prominent on Michigan social media that said that he feels sick for Michigan's players. That's right. They're the victims in all this. Michigan's players, because it's one guy trying to make a name for himself and that he did this. He was just trying to get more clout with the program. That's the other big lie that we are all saying and agreeing with right here. And Wow, if you feel bad for the Michigan players who I'm sure have not benefited from this great, great network of spying whatsoever, uh, how about the players that are against the team with this cheating network? How about those? You, you feel like they have gotten the short end of the stick here? You feel bad for Buckeyes at all, Spartans, or even Huskers, Scarlet Knights? Of course you don't. It's always about you over there in Ann Arbor. But yeah, maybe you actually you know, start to feel bad about I don't know. Geez, the, the, the kids that were cheated against here. Um, also, one of my other favorite ones is uh, just telling themselves over and over again that, hey, I doubt any of this is going to be vacated. No, they're not going to vacate wins the last two years because, well, uh, teams out there have done worse and have gotten lesser punishment is something that one person said out there and a lot of people agreed with as well. So really that something is either not true here because I thought that Jim Harbaugh was suspended earlier this year for four games or three games, whatever it was, for just buying a cheeseburger. So which one of it is true here? Uh, do they actually come down hard on teams that have done worse? Like this would be worse than just buying a cheeseburger. Or wait a minute. Was it never just about buying a cheeseburger and it was actually worse than all you guys made it out to be? Or option C, probably the correct option some combination of both here. And then, of course, my favorite response that I've seen time and time again is still doubling down somehow that there is no evidence. And I go back to last week, of course, the tweets, the YouTube comments, the, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? All you got to do is just watch the first 45 seconds of Law & Order or have three brain cells to understand that, you know what doesn't happen in the early stages of investigations? Just spilling evidence all over the floor. Like, no, they like to keep that to themselves here. So as it slowly starts to leak out, there it is. And then yet, with all this, you still get the comments like, oh, well, this isn't evidence. This is just talking about the evidence. Well, yeah, of course, because no one's going to go on the record in the middle of all this. We're lucky to even have this right now. Like, I, I don't know, man. So, hey, to tie this all up, what does this mean for MSU? Well, gang... I got to find the hilarity in this because you remember all the excuses, the, oh, those wins against us don't count because, well, those were the Rich Rod years or those are the Brady Hoke years or, oh, this win didn't count because it rained or, oh, this win didn't count because it was COVID or, hey, this win didn't count because that referee's mother used to hold bake sales at Red Cedar Elementary right down the road back in the 80s. Like We've heard every single excuse after Michigan State's wins as ways to, well, negate the game and make sure it didn't happen in the minds of them. Well, how ironic is this that, hey, we are very well seen that 49-0 game actually might not be official here in due time. Again, we got a long way to go here. And if there's one organization that can screw all this up, it is the NCAA. But wow, after all those excuses and ways to scrub the Michigan State wins here in the last 20 years, huh, hmm. 
It might be you guys that actually have your wins scraped over here. Huh? How about that? All right, gang, we will be back. We'll be talking more about Michigan State side of things as well. But first, need to talk your ears off about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can be a high-stakes wager for your small business, so you want to be sure that you are interviewing and hiring the right candidates available. And that's why you got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So what you're going to do? Hey, it's simple as this. You just add your job to your profile. Even a schmuck like me can do it. I know you can do it. And when you do so, add the purple hashtag hiring frame around your profile to let the fine folks know that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster and for free. So what are you waiting for, gang? Post your job for free at LinkedIn dot com slash locked on jobs that's linkedin.com slash locked i'm sorry linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions you got that right buster they apply also need to talk your ear off about the fine folks at team ticker now if you're watching on youtube you notice a sign right behind me if you are on a podcast i will describe the team ticker sign to you now odds are if you've been in a really sweet man cave or basement or you've been in a sports bar you see the countdown clocks all the time, like countdown till kickoff or countdown to St. Patrick's Day. The team ticker sign is that, but with so much steroids, you couldn't possibly believe it. They update it daily with stats on, well, just right behind me right now, MSU women's basketball. They'll have men's soccer. They have stats across the board for every sport going on at Michigan State. And also, they stream the AP rankings, all that good stuff. This is a sign that you need to have in your man cave if you want to say that you have the best setup out there. And it's coming at just the right time, gang, because, hey, shop for the holiday season and also save. There are two versions of this Michigan State team ticker sign to choose from, either the classic Michigan State helmet or the Sparty ticker behind me. And no matter which one you choose, it's going to be the talk of your Michigan State fellow friends. Team ticker is the one-of-a-kind sign from now until the end of October, if you go to teamticker.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to receive $50 off of your team ticker purchase. Again, teamticker.com, promo code LOCKEDON for $50 off at teamticker.com. All right, let's get back into the mix here. And I'm really sorry to say, as far as uh, it goes uh, with entertainment and fun that we had in that first segment, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take off the getup right here because it's time to go back to misery and talking about well Michigan State football here because well it wasn't it wasn't that fun talking about that other school down the road and all their issues. Um, all right, betting first to lead us into this segment here is Magic Johnson. Actually, we're gonna use a tweet from Magic Johnson this morning to set the table here for the rest of this conversation. Magic tweets out. I'm disappointed with my alma mater, Michigan State University. There is no excuse for this. Where's the accountability? As a former Spartan, we have to be better for the students, faculty, alumni, and the community. Now, my favorite part of that tweet is he's not even specific about anything. I mean, he could be talking about so many things here going on at Michigan State, which I could only laugh at. Is he talking about, well, the impromptu Hitler trivia night at Spartan Stadium on Saturday night? Is he talking about losing 49-0 to and giving Michigan's quarterback the Heisman on Saturday night? Or is he talking about, well, the ongoing carnival that is the Michigan State Board of Trustees? Is he talking about our 13th interim president in the last two years coming out with yet another statement about how chagrined she is. I, 
you can take this in a myriad of ways with Magic Johnson's tweet, but let's just say that it's every single one of those combined into one cocktail of fun here in East Lansing. Uh, let's talk about that statement here from uh, Teresa Woodruff, again, the uh, monthly interim president. Uh, she had a quote about the U of M allegations amongst a lot of other things going on in Michigan State. And like, this is just too ridiculous not to share. Quote, I think it was important for our community to hear from the institution, Woodruff said. We didn't want it to lay out lay it out with any comment. To say that we were chagrined elaborates on everyone's way of thinking. We all felt the chagrin of the moment. I think Michigan was chagrined and I think we are chagrined. The Big Ten is chagrined. Guys, that's five chagrins all in the same statement here. Um, I don't know if someone just has a really cool word of the day calendar that they update weekly and we're just stuck on the chagrin part right now. Or if she gets paid $10,000 every time she uses the word chagrin in a statement. But my goodness gracious, uh, that's one heck of a statement there from uh, President Woodruff right there. Okay, now from... One interim to the next. Uh, yeah, so from the interim president to the interim head coach here, Harlan Barnett spoke to the media on Monday, and he also spoke, of course, after the game on Saturday. We were recording during the post-game press conference and uh, amongst other things. He said that, well, he's going to be a little tougher on these players. He's going to be less compassionate because also, well, yeah, he's been so compassionate that there has been a pattern of – Players showing up late to events and practices and meetings with no punishment whatsoever. So if you want to, you really want to hone in on how sturdy of a foundation Michigan State is sitting on right now. That's that's where we're at right now. We're just showing up late to things and no one's even caring over there. Uh, all right. As far as like, oh my God, I just, I just, I, I can't, I can't believe it, man. Like, I, I just can't believe how low the expectations were for Harlan Barnett. Like, just, just keep the ship somewhat afloat like if water just gets up to everyone's chest that's okay and mike i can't even see the tops of anyone's heads anymore this is just completely out of control right now anyway all right let's get back on script here jalen Berger, he is out for the season with an injury uh for the season so far 93 yards one touchdown he did have 11 carries against ruckers in a very injury plague season um so there we go he of course backup running back behind nathan carter but you know not so deep in the backup depth chart that like, you know, it's not so that we're not going to miss like, no, we are going to miss Jalen Berger a because of, you know, the kind of player who he was, he was really solid at the end of last year. He had some good moments against Rutgers, of course, but also just like who else is behind Nathan Carter too. We have Jaron Mangum who got you talk about health concerns. I, that guy has only had health concerns during his time in East Lansing. And then behind him, former safety, Former linebacker, former running back, former offensive analysis, former 50-50 sales ticket person, and then former running back Harold Joyner is also like on the three deep now. Like this is how bad things are getting here. Like this, this man was, I think he was like the sixth or seventh string running back to start the season. And now he's getting carries uh, in these games here. The second player to leave the program is a bigger name, both literally and figuratively. It is Simeon Barrow. If you have not seen this news online already, Simeon Barrow, defensive tackle, third year starter here for Michigan State in maybe the portal. I don't know. It was kind of weirdly addressed here on Monday. He said that Harlan Barnett says he thinks that he's likely to enter the portal, which I, I, I take that in this way. I, I know that could read as like, oh, so he might stick around? Like, no, I don't read it like that. My guess is that he is either going to just focus on the NFL draft 
and then just focus on a professional career or he is going to enter the transfer portal because he is NFL draft eligible. Um, 19 tackles for Simeon Barrow, one and a half sacks. I, decent season, I guess. I mean, really, is anyone having a great season? No, but this is you know, the best player on a unit that we felt really good about going into the season. And it's it's been underwhelming as a whole. It would be ridiculous to put that all on Simeon Barrow. I'm not doing that, but it's, it's whoa, boy. Um, maybe, maybe greener pastures are out there for him. Now, an interesting question is, like, why now? Why not after that fourth game of the season? Like, why not save some eligibility moving forward for your next school? And my answer is just, I guess, why not leave? I mean, look, if you're dead set on leaving, if you just saw that 49-0 pasting that took place on Saturday, and let's not kid ourselves, like, I, it is a bleak outlook for the rest of the season as well. I, I, I almost don't blame the kid for being like, all right, I'm out of here. You know, like I, I, I want to be healthy wherever I go next. I want to use the next few months to maybe even work for a professional draft route. I, 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 I can see a kid sitting in that locker room after a 49-0 butt whooping, which let's be honest, guys, it wasn't even that close of a game. Uh, I, I could see a guy staring around the locker room with legitimate professional aspirations mean like, this isn't it. I need actual coaching. I need actual development. And I actually need to be healthy if I want to make somewhat of a living doing this. So I, I again, I, I think a lot of Spartan fans are going to understand that. But of course, they're the diehards that are like, no, you must stick with your team through and through. Like, guys, this is such a bananas year that I truly can't blame the kid right now. Um, yeah, we're going to get into a few, ma a few mailback questions here in a hot second. But first, I need to talk your ear off about prize picks. Now, you've heard me talk about prize picks for the last few weeks here, gang. They spice up every single game that you care about and honestly not care about with their daily fantasy sports. Like tonight, Vikings versus 49ers. I, I kind of like the Vikings. You know, that's kind of cool. Kirk Cousins, my favorite Spartan of all times on there. But I will be glued because of my slip on prize picks. Now, how on earth do you play? Guys, it is super simple. Even a stooge like me can figure it out very quickly. You just pick players, you pick their projected stats, and you guess over or under. String them together, and you could win up to 10 times your money. That's right. $10 into $250. And you can make these picks so quickly, guys. Like, I usually just make my picks at about 37 seconds, and I am just on the couch for the next three hours watching this game because, well, I want to see if I could turn my money into even more with prize picks. And how about this? Well, you don't have to wait for the game to happen to start earning with prize picks. Just go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It is prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Now, before we dive headfirst into the mailbag here, just some quick notes to go over here. Um, Recruiting tidbit, Nick Marsh, the four-star wide receiver commit for Michigan State, has set official visits with Colorado and Georgia Tech. He was just on an unofficial visit there not too long ago. Colorado, that is. Georgia Tech would be a new one. And then scheduling update for you fine folks out there. The Nebraska game, senior night, which better be sold out after the conversation about the outrage of moving a game from Spartan Stadium to Ford Field because, oh, that takes senior night away from these – Oh, I better see that stadium full if you were the ones complaining about that last game of the year against Penn State moving to Ford Field. Anyway, that is at noon coming up in two weeks. I really wish it was just at 6 a.m. and on C-SPAN 3. That would be great. Anyway, a uh, quick little basketball tidbit here. 
two of them actually. Uh, the Bob Cousy watch list. That's right for the best point guard in the nation. They came out with their watch list, the top twenty names going into the season. And no A.J. Hogard on that list, which is something personally I love to see. Now, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but let me explain myself. I need the chip on the shoulder for Michigan State to be as big as humanly possible. Now, after this Bob Cousy watch list came out, A.J. Hogard, he just tweeted out one emoji, and it was the note-taking emoji. I think he saw that. He is loading more gunpowder into that cannon. God, I cannot wait for the basketball season. And, hey, well, speaking of, just a reminder for everyone, because this could slip through the cracks here. Wednesday, 7 p.m., Michigan State basketball taking on Hillsdale in an exhibition game. Oh, man, I cannot wait for that one. Big 10 Plus. There's just one game, I believe, on Big 10 Plus this year. So if you want to renew your subscription for 10 or 15 bucks or however much it is, like I will be doing, just want to give that reminder to everyone. Now let's head to the mailbag here, Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter or locked on Spartans at gmail.com where we got a lot of questions. I'll try to comb through them the rest of the week. And Gruff kicks us off here with a great four-word question. When does it end? Well, 14 days, Gruff, because that's when basketball officially starts here in East Lansing. So, hey, it could even be two days here if you got the exhibition of when it all ends. Or... If you really just want to hone in on football here, just 32 more days, gang. We are almost kind of not really at the finish line, but whatever. Rachel writes in, are we currently more at one? A shot of fireball that's been sitting in 90-degree weather level of pain, or two, a worse 2020 March Madness getting canceled after we just won the Big Ten level of pain. Kind of a combination of both there, Rachel. Um, the 2020 March Madness getting canceled resonates right now just because of how the season and the sadness and the gloom has kind of been drawn out. Now, it's been drawn out over weeks, but for 2020, it was drawn out over a few days, if you will. Like, you're seeing the virus come over here, and it's like, oh boy, it's starting to cancel a few things. Wow, those quarantine rules are really going to keep everyone at home. And oh my God, is Fred Hoiberg dying on the bench right here during the Big Ten tournament? And then Michigan's about to play their game, and that gets canceled. And then, oh my God, the ACC just can't... It was a slow burn to March Madness getting canceled. So in that regard, it has been a slow burn this year. But it's also it's just that warm shot of fireball that's been sitting in that 90-degree parking lot collecting sediment and dust and grime uh, that you're just going to shoot back in the sense that, look, just like this Saturday, and just like that warm shot of fireball in the parking lot, I I will be indulging in it. I, I will be watching this game. I, I will be taking that shot of fireball there. And I'm going to hate every single minute that that sits in the body for, but whatever. Hey, we're gluttons for pain here. Speaking of here, Lucas says, I'm going to the, if I can talk correctly, Lucas writes in, I'm going to the Nebraska game. Am I an idiot? No, no, you're not. Look, we only get a finite number of these days and games. Even when the team is not having a great season, it is still wonderful to get up to East Lansing. All right. I mean, it is fantastic. And I'm going to spin this and connect it to last game, too. Because, look, there was uh, some state fans that were very conflicted about selling their ticket before the game. They wanted to pocket $100 or $200, stay at home, instead of going to the game. And there's the debate, just lightly out there, of, hey, am I a bad fan if I sell my ticket? Kind of like, hey, Lucas, like, am I stupid for going to this game? I will say this. You are not. You are not a bad fan. If you don't go to the Nebraska game with this season going on, you are not a bad fan. If you sold your ticket to the Michigan game last week, however, 
if you went to that game on Saturday, if you are going to this Nebraska game to root these kids on, you are an amazing Michigan State fan. Like you, you are cream of the crop, top five, top ten percentile of Michigan State fans. I think both are very true. That hey, if you pocketed money from selling your Michigan ticket. Don't feel greedy about it. This is a really weird year for all of us. But, man, if you went and if you're going to Nebraska, you're, you're simply the best. And, honestly, you should probably just get free season tickets for the following year. I can think of a lot of assistant coaches' salaries where you can get that money from once they are off the books in about 30-some days. But I digress. That's for a different conversation here. Derry writes in. Oh, poor Derry here. At the beginning of the season, I bet my beard on the result of the Nebraska game. My wife is a Nebraska alum. Am I going to have a bald face come November 5th? Derry, bless your soul, man. I will say this. Uh, buy a nice set of trimmers and maybe buy a ski mask for, you know, those chilly weeks up ahead after you shave. And also just keep the receipts. I'll give it like a 49% shot Michigan State wins that game. Um, but just I would keep the receipts of everything you buy, but I would be prepared to Lock that luscious beard off. Oh, God, I'm so sorry to hear about that. Casual Big Ten. God, just great person out there. Casual Big Ten. He's got the YouTube channel podcast. Go check him out as well. Last year, I donated $1 to the General Athletic Fund at Michigan State to gain access to Big Ten tournament tickets. As a donor, am I allowed to say as a donor going forward when discussing Michigan State athletics? Now, if I remember correctly from a conversation here, Casual <laughs> Big Ten is a Michigan fan which I'm sorry about the first segment. I, I, I don't feel good about that because I <laughs> I do feel bad about that. Um, are you allowed to say as a donor of Michigan State? Yeah, I would be hopping on these private jets to Sarasota for these Urban Meyer conversations here. Yeah, 100%. $1. Yeah, no, a donor is a donor, man. I absolutely uh, aligned with that. Now, Eli writes in, as MSU fans look for things to bring them some type of joy, what have you been looking forward to? MSU, Lions, well, God, that was a dud on Sunday, wasn't it? Anything? Help me out here, man. Things look pretty grim in East Lansing, as always. Go green. We can uh, look to the future as well as the present as well. Now, I know these aren't the big-name sports. I know that there's a chunk of people out there that don't really care for any of these sports I'm about to name, but, hey, there are also some really good Michigan State fans that absolutely love these teams as much as they do the football team or the basketball team like Will. My God, the hockey team is incredible, and they hit the road to take on, I believe, top five Boston College coming up this weekend. That'll be fun. Women's soccer, Big Ten champions again, like we've been talking about up and down. Men's basketball starts very soon. And also, I want to give a nod to this, the new era of women's basketball as well, about to begin at Michigan State under head coach Robin Fralick. Now, women's basketball has been booming in popularity here the last few years. The last March Madness for women's basketball was stellar, and I'm just watching that being like, I would like to be in on that fun. I would like to see Michigan State be included in this fun women's basketball explosion that has been going on here. So that'll be another great thing to look forward to. How fast can you get off the tracks? We're about to find out here, but stay tuned to that as well. And we're going to end this with a three-pack of questions from Zeke the Wonder Dog fan page. Always great questions from Zeke the Wonder Dog fan page. And honestly, always great questions from all of you guys. So really do appreciate every single one of you. Number one, favorite non-football slash basketball MSU athlete of all time. Well, for women's basketball... 
Tori Jankoska, I know you just said basketball, but let's go with the women's basketball. Tori Jankoska, baller. Uh, also for the volleyball team back when I was a student there in 2013, Lauren Wisinski, uh, Kristen Kelsey, of course. And then, well, hey, let's go to the cross-country track here. This is a kid I covered starting as a freshman in high school at Algonac High School, and he is a record setter at Michigan State now, national cha uh, national NCAA track and field runner up Morgan Beetlescum. So yeah, just uh, an icon right there and just an amazing kid. So uh, love Morgan. Uh, number two, does Zeke the Wonder Dog deserve a statue on campus? Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, God, just maybe even throw the scent off here. Like maybe unveil the statue during the Nebraska game, get the people fired up for that as well. And then the last question, best everyday practices for living with a significant other. Now, I now have two kids here, so, like, look, I, me and my wife still talk, but, like, the conversations come less than they did, well, say, four years ago before we had any kids. So when we go on walks or we're just sitting on the couch, I like to theme days here. Now, this is going to sound so stupid, but it's something that I started as a bit, and now I just actually do it on a daily basis, much like a lot of other things I do in life currently. But on uh, Tuesdays, I'll just say, hey, talk about it Tuesday. What's on your mind? Or Wednesdays, I'll say, what's got your goat Wednesdays? What's getting your goat right now? Or Thursday is Thoughts Thursday. Or Friday, I say, hey, it's fun Friday. What's something fun you're looking forward to? And then Saturday, I think I say, speak your mind Saturday, where we just sound off on anything. And then I forgot what Sunday was. But yeah, we apparently skipped Sundays. But yeah, just like theme days like that. Just conversation starters. Make sure that you really get to know what is bothering your significant other or something that your significant other is really excited for. But man, look at this range that we are hitting right here. Starting with a bad SNL bit in segment one and then ending here with some relationship advice here. But yeah, gang, you guys are all the best. Keep the questions coming again. Locked on Spartans at gmail.com or Sheehan underscore sports on Twitter. Until next time. Hey, love you all. Go green.